Welcome to the Newberry Tart Podcast. Your hosts, Marcy and Jenny, are talking and drinking their way through Newberry award-winning books, past and present. Today, we continue our series with Newberry author, Catherine Lasky. Hi, Catherine. Thanks so much for speaking with us today, Catherine. Oh, happy to do it. I remember it was that two years ago I, I did it before. I think I was down in Florida. So let's begin. We are really excited um, to hear that you have books coming out in 2021. Um, can you tell us more yeah. about them? Well, the first one is called She Caught the Light, and it's a picture book. And it's a true story about a woman named Wilhelmina Fleming, who, um, oh, how did we end with her? She basically was an astrophysicist uh, before the turn of the last century. She, at Harvard, she was the first woman appointed um, to an official position at Harvard at the observatory. She came from Scotland. Uh, she was married when she came over on the boat. She was pregnant. She gets off the boat and her husband disappears into Boston and she never sees him again. And she has to get a job. She's only like 18, 19 years old. She has to get a job. She winds up getting a job as a housekeeper, a cleaning lady at the Harvard Observatory. Uh, the director of the observatory and his wife lived in a house that connected to the observatory in Cambridge. Incidentally, about a four block walk from my house. And um, she was very smart. And they, um, he was very aggravated with his graduate students. And he was complaining to his wife. And his wife said, I bet Wilhelmina is better at this than they are, or something to that, smarter than they are, whatever. And she said, why don't you try her? Now, the thing that they were doing, and this is very difficult to explain in an interview. I do it much better in writing. <laughs> um, in those days, they did not have color photography. And, um, but they were trying to record through the telescope, which had a spectroscope, um, the spectrum of, of stars, because the spectrum can tell you their composition, the elements, whether they have hydrogen, whatever. And it recorded it, not as color, but in these thin little teeny weeny lines on glass plates. And she became an expert in reading these glass plates. And then she um, figured out a cataloging system for all, oh God, tens and thousands of stars. And that helped right into the next century, the 20th, and in some ways it's still being used, map the sky. So, I mean, it's just an incredible story, but that's, that's sort of it. But it's a picture book 
and it's beautiful. I'm trying to see if I can find, here it is, the flat copy. Uh, let me just read it to you. Ever since Wilhelmina Fleming was little, she was curious, always in awe of her father's photography and how he would catch light to make an image. Minna's childhood fascination with light inspired her own life's work. She became an astronomer in a time when a woman wasn't even allowed to look through a telescope. And that's true. They thought they were too fragile to go outside in the cold or whatever. (laughs) Now, the next book is very different. That will be out around this time next year. That, I think, is coming out in February. They couldn't get it out in time for the year of the woman, but, you know, we couldn't. Um, but this next one is called Faceless, and it's a World War II novel. And it's, it's hmm, they haven't written the flat copy to that yet. I wish they would, because then I could just see it. Because it's hard for me to reduce you know, a 65,000-word book down to flap copy. That's why they do it. But it's about a girl. There's a sort of fantasy element in it who belongs to a intelligence agency, British. Um, and they are blessed with having faces no one can quite ever remember. Hmm. Therefore, they make ideal spies. And her parents are this way, and her sister's this way. And her parents, um, the whole family has gone to Germany in Berlin. And um, she becomes a spy. She's just 12 years old. But the thing is, they are also blessed with extreme intelligence. So they have been around... Um, so they, they, they master languages in a flash. And she penetrates the household, the domestic household of Hitler. And um, that's, that's all I can tell you about it now. <laughs> is, that, um, is that based on any um, true stories or? Not exactly. I've always been interested in spies. And I know that, um, you know, there's been spy masters in English history. And I know that Henry VIII had a team of them and Elizabeth. And so I have taken kind of made up a spy master in the time of Henry VIII who discovered this faceless condition and figured out how useful they'd be. Hmm. Um, so. Th- long line of of spies, very unusual spies. And they work as a sort of secret unit in MI6. I just love spy stuff. It's it's very, very interesting. Now you you've written other books about World War II. Um my fourth. Can you believe it? Wow. The first was Extras. The second was called The Extra. And the third was Night Witches. So this is my fourth. I just can't get off World War II. And I'm reading the most fabulous book now about World War II, grown-up book, The Splendid and the Vile, that focuses a lot on Churchill. Is that Eric Larson? 
Yeah, exactly. What a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not soft song. So in each of your World War II books has, has been from a different perspective. Let's see. Ashes was in Berlin, uh, as this one is, mostly in Berlin. Um, and the extras, well, that was in Germany, you know, kind of all over mm-hmm. Germany. And then the Night Witches was Russia. One thing, oddly enough, and this only struck me about six or eight months ago when I was finishing up Faceless, um, I have I have never written from the Jewish point of view any of those World War II books, which is odd because I'm Jewish and I have um, about 13 or 14 cousins that I never met because they died in the camp. They were in concentration camps. So it's odd that I never elected to write from the Jewish point of view. Mm. And I'm not sure why, but I think it might be that I felt, first of all, so many people have written from the Jewish point of view about the Holocaust and everything. But I really think it's because I felt um, that I was trying to understand what was more intriguing to me was the non-Jewish point of view. Who stood by and did nothing? Who was passive? Or who well, who was like <laughs> Schindler? Who was like Schindler? Yeah, I, that point of view just interests me so much. I, I, I think we're really almost on the brink of a police state right now. My son-in-law, I can't mention names or where. He's a photojournalist and he was covering the protests. He got tear gassed and all that. And he discovered that his newspaper basically was in bed with um, the police department. And he shot a lot of pictures of these um, of white guys um, setting fire to a courthouse, destroying municipal buildings. And um, they sent all those pictures, the newspaper, without asking him to the cops. So he basically has a target on his back right now. Oh, no. And so he has used to cover any more protests. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just couldn't believe something I read in the paper where Ivanka Trump is angry that her remarks, she was supposed to say something at a commencement out in, I think, Wichita State University, and they invited her not to speak. And she's all mad and said, I cannot believe that a university, one that is supposed to be, the universities are supposed to be bastions of free speech are preventing me from speaking. And I felt like saying, yeah, your father prevented it with tear gas on Lafayette Square. Where are you guys living? Atlanta. (laughs) But you have a good mayor, don't you? Oh, so good. We do have a good mayor. And there have been some consequences for some bad acting cops um, in the protests, which is good. But um, there's still a lot of tension. 
And um, it seems like at least here, uh, the protests are being allowed to continue and there's not been a lot of targeting like there has been in other places. That's great. I, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. I know this has been difficult for all of us and I'm really grateful that you had the time to talk to us today. Well, thank you for calling and stay safe. You too. Bye, Catherine. Take care. Thanks for joining us today on Newberry Tart. We were talking with Catherine Lasky. To hear our long-form interview with her or the rest of our series of mini episodes, please check out our website at newberrytart.com. Thanks for listening. Production assistance for Newberry Tart is provided by Raphael Siebenman and Liam Grove. Graphic design by Liz Mytinger. Intro and outro by Ariana Hargrave. Theme music for this podcast is provided by the laid-back and local Throckmorton Ukulele Band. You can hear more of their music on Facebook. Find more Newberry Tart episodes at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our website is Newberry Tart. That's N-E-W-B-E-R-Y-T-A-R-T dot com.